Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 42. Joseph's brothers sent to Egypt. Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt and Jacob said to his sons, Why are you staring at one another? He said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us from that place so that we may live and not die. Then ten brothers of Joseph went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, I am afraid that harm may befall him. So the sons of Israel came to buy grain among those who were coming, for the famine was in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the ruler over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land, and Joseph's brothers came and bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he disguised himself to them and spoke to them harshly. And he said to them, Where have you come from? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. But Joseph had recognized his brothers, although they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams which he had had about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to look at the undefended parts of our land. Then they said to him, No, my lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. Yet he said to them, No, but you have come to look at the undefended parts of our land. But they said, Your servants are twelve brothers in all, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is with our father today, and one is no longer alive. Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you will be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you that he may get your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you. But if not, by the life of Pharaoh surely you are spies. So he put them all together in prison for three days. 
Now Joseph said to them on the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined in your prison. But as for the rest of you, go carry grain for the famine of your households and bring your youngest brother to me, so your words may be verified, and you will not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, Truly we are guilty concerning our brother, because we saw the distress of his soul when he pleaded with us. Yet we would not listen. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not tell you, do not sin against the boy? And you would not listen. Now comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know, however, that Joseph understood, for there was an interpreter between them. He turned away from them and wept. But when he returned to them and spoke to them, he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to restore every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. And thus it was done for them. So they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there. As one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money and behold, it was in the mouth of his sack. Then he said to his brothers, my money has been returned and behold, it is even in my sack. And their hearts sank and they turned trembling to one another saying, what is this that God has done to us? Simeon is held hostage. When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the Lord of the land, spoke harshly with us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no longer alive, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. The man, the Lord of the land, said to us, by this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me and take grain for the famine of your households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me that I may know that you are not spies but honest men. I will give your brother to you and you may trade in the land. But now it came about as they were emptying their sacks that behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were dismayed. Their father Jacob said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. And you would take Benjamin? All these things are against me. Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, You may put my two sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my care, and I will return him to you. But Jacob said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If harm shall befall him on the journey you are taking... Then you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. Once again, in the story of Joseph in the Bible, you can see God's hand and God's providence throughout this whole process. It would be difficult if we were in that position to be able to see it, though. It's easy looking backwards. How many times have we had something happening in our life that we kind of questioned, God, where are you in this? God, what is your plan for this? Why is this happening? Why is it Why is it difficult for me to find contentment during this process because of my circumstances? And we question God. However, it's easy when we look backwards. So imagine if you could look at this story from the perspective of Jacob or from the brothers or from Joseph, any of them. You can find reason to, to question. You can find reason to have those questions and asking God, why? Why? For Joseph, 
It's his dream. He hasn't pursued this dream. He knew and realized what the dream, not, not what it was, but that it was a dream of from God. He's interpreted all these other people's dreams, and here he's had this dream, and and nothing's happened about it. He just keeps finding himself in worse and worse and worse situations, and now finally he's in this, this place of authority. He's forgotten about the dream, yet God didn't. Even though we lose sight of the dream doesn't mean that God does. So the dream, uh, he, he realizes and remembers the dream when he's standing there over his brothers, bowing down with their face to the ground. That was the dream. And they were angry and jealous about it, but here it is. And he doesn't turn or, and make it a big prideful thing. He cares for his brothers. He still doesn't understand what it is that's happening, but he knows this is it. This is that moment. But he also knows there's more to that dream. Even though his brothers did so many things wrong to him, and even though Joseph knew that he did not deserve any of them, he still passed that test. He could have reacted harshly, like literally not, not pretending to be harsh to keep his disguise, but he could have really ripped into them. He could have put them all to death. He had the power to do whatever to them, but he wasn't looking for revenge. He wanted to take care of them. He gave them all of their money back, more food than they needed, and stuff that they could take for the trip. So he cared for them during this whole process. Yes, he also puts a little bit of a test there. He does kind of test them and and um, is a little misleading with what he's doing with them. But even in all of that, he's caring for them in the process. And then you put yourself in their shoes. They're just asked by their father to go and, and get some some food. So they're just, it's normal. <clears throat> and they show up and they see, why are we being mistreated? And then one of them realizes and points out, we're being paid back. This is the reckoning for what we did for our brother. He didn't deserve any of that. Yet we treated him harshly. And that's why now we're being treated harshly. And so they're just trying to do whatever they can to make sure that their families are fed, not causing any more problems, following the direction of this Lord in Egypt, and not wanting to break their father's heart. And then you put yourself in the place of Jacob. And all this has happened to you. Your favorite wife died giving birth to a son. Your favorite son which was the only son at that time of your favorite wife. And at that time, your youngest son, he's gone. He's, I mean, his younger brother is now born, so he's not the youngest anymore, but he's still the favorite and he's gone. No chance to say goodbye. He sent them. Jacob sent his son out to go check on his brothers, never to return. And now he's just very protective, overly protective 
of Benjamin. It's his only thing. And he he even says, you'll see in scripture, he says he, he's not looking at Benjamin as his favorite. He's looking at Benjamin as his replacement. He's not willing to let go of Benjamin because Benjamin represents and reminds him of the loss to Joseph. And he's carrying that burden. And now all this trouble comes out of nowhere. We've got famine. We're starving. I'm supposed to be the patriarch taking care of this entire family. I mean, all of these people are looking at me and I send my sons to go get food. They come back one short. They don't have, they, they bring food. Yay, thank you. But now where's Simeon? I've lost Joseph. Now I've lost Simeon. And they're telling me they have to take Benjamin? Like, what are you doing to me? So you can see that struggle. Where in there does he say, God's got this? Where where did anyone in there, I mean, except for Joseph, who sees the perspective here, where could they sit back and just say, God's got this? And have that confidence. Now, looking back, it's easy. We know what God's doing because we know the rest of the story. He doesn't. Joseph, through his life, was tested over and over again. But he knew God was still in control. He questioned, he he wondered, what is happening to me? But he trusted God. God is using him as a vessel to bring about the redeeming love for his people. So, there's a big purpose in here. And God's going to fulfill it. Period. Same thing for you in your life. As we're looking at today, the circumstances we're in today, we may be overwhelmed. We may be confused. We may be wondering, what do you have for me in this, God? Or maybe it's not you. Maybe, maybe right now you're in a, a season of your life where everything's making perfect sense and you're seeing God's favor and blessings. Well, don't forget that in those seven years of abundance, there it was followed by seven years of famine. You need to store up that contentment. You need to store up that joy. You need to remember that just because it is today does not mean it will be tomorrow. And God may have a purpose for your sorrow and struggles tomorrow that will bring about his kingdom on earth. Because all things, good and bad, are done for his glory. So even though today is full of blessings, tomorrow may be a plumbing emergency at your house out of nowhere that seems to just totally have this opportunity to throw your life into complete turmoil. Or you can say, no, God is still in control. Just because I fall down does not mean that I am to stay down. I get back up. I dust myself off and I get back to work knowing God is still the God of plenty. Even though today may be famine, God is my source for plenty. Trust him. Father, thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you are loyal and faithful and provident and fully sovereign. 
No, nothing happens without you seeing it. And even though it may confuse us, we may not fully understand. God, I pray that we can just seek after your will, your purpose, and, and your kingdom in everything it is that we're facing. And that may be difficult. Father, it's not easy when we face loss, especially of a loved one. But the truth is you are still in control. No matter what our circumstances, you are in control. Help us have the courage to keep pressing through those times of famine into those times of plenty. And thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.